We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yue Xu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hello, 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 friends. Welcome to this brand new spanking episode of a Dateable Podcast. For a second, I was like, we're doing Dateable, right? Not brunch talk. We're doing Dateable today. Had to rethink that one. Vacation brains, you know, but we are back. And uh, these are not pre-recorded earlier. These are recorded in the normal cadence. So it's uh, nice to see everyone or hear everyone. Yes. And I have been holding out asking UA all the details yes, about the trip has. because I want to hear on the intro. It's not that I have an, I, I mean, I knew where you were going. I think you need to start with the fact that your surprise was blown before you got there. Yes, I will be <laughs> taking this up to the PR department at United shortly before we left for our trip, which I it was supposed to be a surprise until I got to the airport. I think it was two days before I got an email from United saying, get ready for your trip to Nice. <laughs> UA sent me that. She's like, thanks, United. Now I know your boyfriend was really upset, wasn't he? He was so upset. So what happened was he put in my mileage plus number for United oh, it. onto my ticket. To help you out. <laughs> but he didn't put my phone number, my email, none of it. And somehow in the system, it linked to my contact and it sent me the direct, you know, the direct communication, which really sucks if you're trying to, to surprise someone, but you're also yeah. trying to get all their docs in order, you know, he, he's the one that put in my passport information, you know, like everything on the back end. He did right, but United went ahead and still fucked it up for him. So, but it was only two days before the trip. Thanks, United. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad, but he was pretty pissed because we were really hoping for that moment of going to the airport being like, huh, which, which direction are we going? Well, it's like the rom-com that he envisioned just did not happen, basically. No, yeah. A rom-com gone awry. <laughs> 
<laughs> Still, we had a lovely, lovely time. I have to say this was the most extravagant vacation I've ever been on. I have never been around so many rich, old money people in my life. And now it makes me just feel like, you know, like being in San Francisco, you're around all this tech money and you you see yeah. that lifestyle. And then he, being in in the French Riviera, you see this other lifestyle where you just stop and think, oh my gosh, like what else is out there for these rich people? How do they really live? We um, went on a yacht tour because, you know, why not? There was a yachting festival <laughs> and we had to pretend that we were in on the market for a yacht and they asked us how oh big. God. And I didn't even know. Like I didn't even know how to describe <laughs> how big the yacht I wanted. So I just said, medium size. Oh my apparently. god. <laughs> Giveaway that you're not supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, they were they were definitely not, you know, trying to be very attentive with us, but they still had to bring us in privately to tour the yachts and apparently medium size for this particular company was about 70 feet is how medium translates in the yachting world. And it was huge. I mean, this yacht was bigger than my condo. It was bigger than my parents' house. <laughs> Five bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms, uh, two living rooms, one full kitchen. Julie, you and I could throw some really, really badass <laughs> dateable parties on this yacht. <laughs> I think that should be a thing. Dateable goes to the French Riviera. I love it. <laughs> Yes. Okay. On the dateable yacht when we strike gold and we're going to get a yacht. So what do you think? I want to get to the good stuff. <laughs> what, do you what do you think was the most like romantic time on this trip? Because, you know, French Riviera, south of France, four-year anniversary. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that screams romance. Like, what would you say was kind of that highlight for you? I really believe the most romantic time for me was just a strolling in the evening along the promenade, either in Nice or in Cannes. It was all just so beautiful seeing the surroundings. There's something mm -hmm. so sexy about the French Riviera. I don't know if it's like Bridget Bardot or whatever those old time movies were like, but you just feel like you're in this lifestyle and you just want to, yeah. you want to walk in a different way, right? You're just like dripping in sex <laughs> in some ways. <laughs> and Julie, this is some of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life who are so refined in the way they dress, in the way they speak. And I felt like such a fish out of water because <laughs> it was just like a whole, this, yeah. this classic look with their, you know, silk pantsuits and, you know, their beautiful hair. It just, everything was just so sexy and beautiful. So did you know like all the places you were going to or was that a surprise as you were going? He gave me a itinerary when we got to the airport. Okay. So that was revealed the day oh my God, of the so planned. <laughs> Love it. Love it was everything. So planned. That's so sexy. <laughs> it was so beautiful the way he planned. He went into every little detail. He found the best hotels. He found the best ways to get to these hotels. And I like I don't understand the French Riviera at all. I've only heard about it in movies. I had no idea ge geographically how close these places were. Mm -hmm. So we just took the train to many of these places or took a took a taxi. And I didn't realize I, you know, it was just, they were all neighboring cities. And I ha also had no idea where the fuck Monaco was. <laughs> okay, we yeah. went to Monaco, the smallest, well, the second smallest country. And it, we walked from France 
to Monaco. <laughs> That's how close it was. Yeah, because I kept seeing on your Instagram, and obviously I was talking to you a bit too, of just like all the different places you were going to. And I'm like, damn, he's like really, you know, packing them in. But that is something I've heard just in general about Europe too, is that like everything is so close that you can't so go close. way easier than, you know, in the States and other places. And once you start, you don't want to stop. And it's hard for me to be back in reality now because you look on the map and you look at the train schedule and you think, wow, I could get to Paris in a few hours. I could go to Milan. I could go to Rome. So many other places you can go to. But I have to say he did such a good job planning the two weeks. If anybody wants recommendations or itinerary, I'd be happy to send you ours because we had a wonderful time. I can't believe he did that all. Like, so he, like, found, like, all the restaurants, no, all the hotels. No, let's, like, okay, not, okay, not, okay, not that much credit, okay? So he found all okay. the basics, the basic needs, which is okay. our housing and transportation. Everything else we kind of planned on the fly, which is kind of nice. And mm. we just kind of, you know, walked around the cities and explored as we went. But no, he did not find, like, every meal. That, that would have been too much. I actually think that's better Mm -hmm. because it like, you know, you like it is still like a trip, a big trip, right? That you're on. You want to have like some say in it. So I actually think this is like the ideal amount of planning. One, it's easier. You don't have to do every last thing, but also it gives more collaboration and partnership. Yes. And what if I didn't like the places he picked for our meals, you exactly. know? No, it's nice to like do that. I really commend him for all that planning. Like it's really freaking amazing. Like, I think there's nothing sexier than a man with an Excel spreadsheet. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> In the right way, right? In the right way where there's room for <laughs> flexibility, but also the basic yes, necessities exactly. are taken care of. So contrary to popular belief, we did not get engaged on this trip. I had so many people <laughs> reach out and say, when is this happening? I was definitely <laughs> included. And that's okay. I like I, I totally understand why people would think that, but we did yeah. witness a proposal. Yes, we did. Ooh. We were in Saint-Tropez. We witnessed this American couple. We were at a really nice restaurant and this couple, all of a sudden, the woman started crying and then she had a ring on her finger. It was a very interesting, it was not a huge thing that they did, which I appreciate. I don't know. It was just like very quiet <laughs> the way he did it. And then she started crying and then he went to the bathroom and she spent the rest of the evening taking photos of her ring. So that was that's what we witnessed. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There was one post you did on Instagram where you opened a door. Oh, and I screenshotted it because I saw a ring on the figure, and I screenshotted it, and I like asked my partner, and he's like, first of all, it's the wrong hand. <laughs> it's second, and I was like, if she got engaged, and this is how she told me, I'd be. Oh so my pissed. god, if- <laughs> girl. You be the first. <laughs> Hello. I know. I know. That's what my partner was like. Wouldn't you be like number yes. one? I'm like, yes, you would. Like pa- after like her mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe even before my mom. Also, Julie needs to know everything. Like, if this is how I found out on Instagram. Oh, like, you would be so fucking me? pissed. No, Julie needs to be the first to know. Let's, let's just set the record straight. If anything big happened, a big announcement, Julie would be the first to know because she'd be really pissed if she was not. Okay, so let's just... Yeah, this isn't about you anymore, UA. It's about me now. Let's, let's set the record straight, okay? So know that, that you would be the first oh to God. know and maybe my mom would be second. Okay. That's okay. That's how that we rank order this. <laughs> that's how we rank order this whole thing. You know, <laughs> you know what though? You know, I mean, this is very in line with our episode mm. today, right? The one that got mm. away. And you know, I think when you hear the one that got away, you think it's, you know, past partner. But 
Yue and I really geeked out on this TV show on Amazon so Prime that did not get as much love no. as I think it should have been. I think it should have been the next love as yes. well. Yes. I love that show so much. We were all like, I remember I started watching it with my partner and I texted Yue and then all of a sudden we're like in a co- competition of who's further yeah. through the series. Like we were both like really, it was like one weekend that we binged the whole thing. Um, I'm not sure what that says about both of our social lives, but we'll just go with it for now. <laughs> I'm proud of it. You gotta and- And we, you know, love this concept of someone from your past, Mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of the people on the show, the whole premise of the show is there's this set group of single people that are like kind of the main people. And then there's this portal that brings in all these people from their past and they get to rekindle things and see how it goes with someone that they maybe had this misconnection with. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the people were, you know, someone that they maybe like knew in college or knew in high school or there was a few that they only knew from social media those ones i think were maybe scraping the bottom of the barrel a little <laughs> but like a lot of them weren't like there were some exes there were it was, there were definitely were some of those but a lot of them were just these people that you know maybe you had a partner when you met them yes. and you just like things didn't line up and timing didn't line up and when you think back on it, I mean, the reason why, one, obviously, it's the episode this week, but like, that is your story. Yes. Like, you and your partner knew each other for, what, was it eight years before? Wasn't it like something? Yes, eight years. Crazy like that? Yeah. Like, and it's like, it just didn't line up because you two were in different places in your lives, maybe in a relationship that, you know, the timing just never corresponded until it did. And it's, it is quite the concept because we're always looking for new people. We're always filling our funnel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with brand new people. But what if we actually looked to our past? Maybe there would be some eligible people. I, you know, I a thousand percent believe <laughs> in that. And I think at a certain point in your life, you got to think, well, who are some people who've made a huge impact in my life or who mm-hmm. made even a small impact, but that made them memorable? My partner was always someone I remembered. I, he made an impression mm-hmm. on me and nothing big happened. Like we didn't hook up. We didn't exchange phone numbers, but he just did this one thing that night we met that made me remember him forever. In the middle of this club, you know, it's like midnight. He came over, he leaned down because he's much taller than me. And he said, are you having a good time? And to me, I just felt like so taken care of in that moment. And it was very indicative mm-hmm. of who he is now as a partner. He is someone who is very caring and takes care of me. But th- I just yeah. love this concept of thinking about the people who have made an impact on your life. And if you haven't watched the show, and you're probably wondering, should I listen to this episode? A thousand percent. I think it would actually make it pretty yeah. fun for you to listen to this episode first <laughs> and then go back and watch the show. Yeah, I mean, I think this is such an applicable topic topic. And you know, we also talk about too, like, what's the difference of these people from your past where there are all these like commonalities versus people on the apps that are essentially strangers and ways that we can also bridge the gap. So I definitely think this is like a no brainer episode for everyone, whether you've watched the show or not. I- I'm also happy that we have Vince and Eureka, who were two of the, cont- I don't want to call them contestants, but I guess they were contestants. Yeah. And they were an Asian couple. And I 
remember UA, you texting me and being like, I'm so glad the Asian guy is the heartthrob on the show. And we definitely dive into that in this episode too, of just, you know, that isn't the norm, unfortunately. And it's such a great thing that this show totally normalized the leads being of all ethnicities, of all Mm -hmm. sexualities. Like there wasn't like one lead per se, but many that hit different diverse metrics. Yeah. And he's so good looking. He's so wise and so introspective. He is, to me, the show portrayed him as the lead because he embodied what we're looking for in a partnership. And what will be very fascinating for everyone to hear in this interview with both of them is what compelled you to go on this show? What made you want to look for someone you've already met versus going on these dates with people that you don't know, these new people? And I think the moment for both of them will be something kind of eye-opening for many of you listening and hopefully inspire you to think about what is going to compel me to look Mm -hmm. to my past. You know, it's definitely one of those things. Like I remember my mom always being like, what if you just go back to like your high school reunion? (laughs) You never know who will be there. You know, and I was like, there's no one. I was never interested in these people in high school. But I'm sure they've changed so much, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've changed so much. I'm sure they're the same way. And, you know, actually, my mom's best friend's daughter, who I used to be friends with, I know that was a few connections, (laughs) and she went to a different high school than me, but we knew each other in high school. Uh And she actually met her now husband. They reconnected at a Starbucks, but they went to high school with each other. They recognized each other? Yeah, they recognized each other, but there was never like a romantic connection in high school at all. But they recognized each other and, you know, things progressed because we've all changed. We're later in life. I mean, I think I'm a totally different person than I was in high school. And I'm sure every single person in my graduated class is a different person. Yeah. And especially now, people are on their second, third, fourth marriages. Like, you're getting in at a good time, you know, if you're in your 30s and 40s. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Even if they were taken in their 20s, they're back. They're back. They're back on the market. But yeah, it's like college, high school, just people at jobs. Like there's so many people you could pull from if you really think about it. I almost feel like it's a good exercise for all our single listeners Mm -hmm. to think back to different stages of life. And like, was there even, I love what you said, UA, of like, was there someone that you like kind of stands out and you remember? Mm -hmm. But even like maybe the people you don't super remember, like just going through their Instagram or Facebook now and just being like, what are they up to? Especially if you live in an area nearby, but even if you don't, you never know who made it to your area. Right, yeah. And you'll hear this from Vince too. He did not see Eureka in a romantic way in high school because he was always in a relationship where you're always in a relationship. You don't see the people around you in that light. But then you can when you're single. It's weird because like there was this when I first moved to San Francisco, I remember I ran into these two guys from high school. Uh And I actually didn't even remember them because they were like a year younger than me, but they recognized me and came over. And one of them, I wouldn't say I had like a relationship with him, but we did like have kind of like a friends with benefits situation for a bit. And it never amounted. It was actually one of those rare friends with benefits 
minutes that I like really didn't get feelings and that he didn't either. Mm. But I think because I was like in a new city, there was this familiarity about him that, you know, like really was comforting. And we talk about that this in the episode too. But even if you didn't know someone well back then, having shared backgrounds or shared commonalities really does make it easier to bridge that future connection. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about it. The most used pickup line is, do I know you from somewhere? You know, because people want to establish that baseline familiarity. So your walls come down and hopefully you can connect on a deeper level. So this makes perfect sense as people from your past, even if you didn't know them very well, you already have that baseline of understanding. So without further ado, we'll get into (laughs) it. (laughs) There's just so much to unpack here, but we will unpack it in this episode. So don't you worry. I guess before we go into into it, you know, at Dateable Podcast, that's our Instagram handle. Join Love in the Time of Corona. That's always the place to be on the internet. <laughs> and share this with a friend. You know, we've all had that one that got away or the one we're still thinking about maybe mm-hmm. a few years later. Mm-hmm. So share it with a friend. Sharing is caring. <laughs> and before we get into it further, let's hear a few messages from our sponsors. Okay, let's hear it from Vince and Eureka. I feel like there are many firsts on this episode. So I will start with the fact that this is the first episode we have a guest who shares my same last name. And also, this is the first where we get to have two people on this show where they've never been on a podcast together before. So we're talking about the show, The One That Got Away, and we were bringing on two of the guests from that show. You've got Vince with us. He's 31 years old, living in LA, grew up and lives here. He's dating someone, but haven't defined the relationship. So we're going to find out later if that's Eureka or not. Yes, (laughs) we will have Eureka joining us later in the episode. But first, we just have some one-on-one time with Vince. So welcome to Dateable, Vince. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we love the show, as we've said to you. And I think just... First and foremost, what was going on in your life that made you decide to go on the show at that time? Oh my goodness. Well, so they actually started casting, I guess it was last year, early spring, and I had just gotten out of a three-year relationship like that, like winter. And so during that time, I'd like just started downloading the, the apps again, the dating apps. And I, I was using some old photos because <laughs> I just, I, I gained a lot of weight during that three-year relationship. And so during that time, I was just working out, trying to look at, look like my old photos and just, you know, see, giving dating like a, a second chance and was swiping. And then, you know, I actually never thought about doing reality TV. I've always watched it like kind of a guilty pleasure, especially during mm-hmm. the pandemic when we had nothing else to do. I, I watched yeah. it reality TV. And then I got reached out to through the dating apps by a producer uh, and asked me if I ever wanted to be on reality TV. And they told me the premise. And I was like, Oh, shoot, this is a a super cool premise. I felt like, you know, what a part of like reality TV people sometimes feel is that Oh, like, how realistic is it? You know, like, how realistic is it when people actually fall in love on TV? Because you're only there for so long, and you're meeting these strangers, right? Like, how can you really develop these feelings? But I thought, well, especially about this premise is that these people that are coming to date us aren't strangers, right? They're people from our past, Mm -hmm. like missed opportunities. And I was like, Oh, that sounds so 
much more like, I don't know, like it just sounds, feels more personal, feels more realistic that something could actually develop there. So I was like, you know what, I'll, I'm going to give this a shot and see where it goes. I was also in a super long-term relationship. So I've had like a lot of misconnections, I feel like. So this was type <laughs> of kind of like the perfect show for me, I think. I was so in shock by the fact that you as an Asian man went on a reality show because, you know, with Asian culture, it's just not something we do. You don't see that many Asians (laughs) in reality TV in in the first place, but also how open you were on the show. But I was so happy that you became like the heartthrob of the show as well. All (laughs) the girls came on, they loved you. So it's it was like a really good moment for all of us Asians. I was like, yes, go Vince. But I would love to know when the producers approached you, you were intrigued by the premise did you already have an idea of who would show up for you oh my god i had no idea like literally zero which is why i was on the apps to begin with because i was like you know i'm a lawyer (laughs) and i work a lot and i don't i don't have a lot of like girlfriends and so and the ones that i do have they um they're in relationships right and I, i i just see them as friends and so i don't really like get the opportunity to meet many different women just like out and about in my in my life so um yeah like i i think i remember giving them a list of like maybe six or seven girls because they would ask me Mm. for a list they reached out to my closest friends for a list of girls oh and yeah i I just i think i put on my list just like girls that like you know i thought of on the top of my head might show up because i was like even if you guys like me if you guys can't find girls to date me i'm not gonna get cast so i just like you know i was like really worried about (laughs) that part of it and so they went deep into like my Facebook friends, Instagram oh. followers, and just started messaging people, DMing. I would get random DMs from girls that are like, Vince, like, is this a scam? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, people are reaching out for a reality show, you know? And <laughs> it's so odd, but yeah, that's actually what happened. Yeah, it's either crypto or reality TV. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Those are the scams of the moment. So Eureka, because we're clearly here to talk about Eureka, like, was she someone that was top of mm. mind or was she more in this bucket of, hey, I remember her from my past. Let me just cast a wide net. Yeah, definitely. Uh, she was on my list because I haven't spoken to her. Oh. Even when we were in high school, I barely ever talked to her. I just kind of like saw her from afar. She went oh. to prom with one of my close friends at the time. And like, I like I remember like we might have like danced together at like a high school dance before. And you know, high school dances, everyone's just like, you know, back in the day, everyone's just like going up to different girls and just grinding. And it's like all this like little John's playing. And it's like, no, you <laughs> You know, like you're just like like bouncing around. It's like it's not not like I got a chance to like really talk to her or anything like that. But um, yeah, so she wasn't. I had I was completely surprised when she showed up because I had no uh, no idea that she was even reached out to to be young, to begin with. I thought you were gonna say like middle school slow dance, but I like the grinding oh, up on her better. That's yes. so much better. <laughs> yes, pa- really paints the picture. For the people that were on your list that you gave them, were the women on this list people you've dated? already no no so okay. i actually didn't really date much like i said i was in a nine-year relationship and then right after that one um i was kind of single for a little while i dated maybe like a couple girls um and i think i did put one of them on my list and then i got into a three-year relationship right after that mm-hmm. and then right after a three-year one was boom the show so like i really haven't gotten a chance to date that many people so i didn't have like that those like options i guess so mm-hmm. you said that you were dating doing dating apps for a bit not that long because of the show but with dating apps 
clearly it's new people that you're getting introduced to, and a lot of times very random people. What are your thoughts on the benefits of connecting with someone like Eureka, for instance, that you knew but barely knew versus someone that's totally new? Oh my gosh. Like I, I have so much to say about this because I, I really feel like like you know, when you're on the apps and you're just swiping away, it becomes really like like formulaic. You're looking at the same things and it's like like even when you go on these dates, it feels like, you know, you're talking about the same things. It's really hard to find that spark, right? And it's hard to really give each girl the attention and the the energy, really, the emotional availability and vulnerability to connect with it. So even though you might meet an amazing person, if you're not there, you know, to give for all of you, you know, in that moment, you mm-hmm. might miss that connection, right? And so I just feel like dating these days, it's really hard in our generation to find something like really substantive, something that's really going to make you feel like, oh, I, I want to see her again. Just because there's so many options, right? I think people talk about this all the time in, in this state of dating. It's just the illusion of like all these options that you have actually creates like yeah. like a de-earth of like passion and connection and it makes us more removed and we feel like further away from each other, even though we're all even more connected online. Yeah. So I feel like because because of this like context that I have with her, this history, I felt like when she showed up, I already knew her. Like mm. we grew up in the same hometown, you know, like we we're both from mm-hmm. Palos Verdes. It's a small little suburb. It's like a little bubble. And like, I always tell friends that whenever I meet people from PV, like we instantly click. Like there's, it's like, I'm, I can, I can always find like some common ground and we just have this like connection. And so with her, it was that same type of feeling. Like, because I knew like, even I know her mutual friend, like we have a lot of mutual friends. I know her high school friends. She went to prom with my best, like one of my closest friends. So it's like, like we have that connection. So I already knew that we would, we would gel. It was just a matter of like building it, you know, and, and letting the pieces fall together. But I knew that the potential was already there from the get go. You know what I mean? Right. That's what was so intriguing with the show too. Cause I think if it was just past relationships, that'd be one thing of giving them a second chance, but there's so many people you encounter that you like barely know. So it's really interesting that you got that second chance with one of those people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I want to dive into this a little bit. I want to dive in to you because I would think (laughs) nine-year relationship then three-year relationship and then you're finally single and now you are still looking for that familiarity when most people are probably like let's go on the apps and date as many people as possible (laughs) it's like first time being single you're in your 30s even on the show you said I'm at a good place in my life I feel great so what is it that made you not want to go play the field and be on the apps and date everyone you can and actually look for something more stable um I think I've been in such long-term relationships I just realized that I'm the type of person that like, I don't really want to just like, you know, have this hookup lifestyle that I feel like a lot of people kind of have where they're just, they're dating around a lot. I feel like you get jaded, right? I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. get jaded once they start going on like a bunch of online dates. For me, it's like, I want that emotional connection. I really want that like, like level of communication that is like rare that, you know, you don't really find in most relationships. And I think like you can even talk to Eureka about this. It's like a level of communication that, you know, she kind of sees us developing too. And you can't really just get that. You have to really be emotionally available and pour that out. And it's hard to do that like constantly. And even you see me on the show when I'm dating all these multiple women, like I I think at one point I said like, I'm emotionally drained. Because even though like, you know, I've only, I had like maybe four girls come, Mm -hmm. but each one I'm trying to give them like all of me I'm trying to give them like a fair shot each time and you know like really open up myself and it's hard it's really hard to do that and so online dating just it just feels so like 
I don't know, it just feels so taxing and just like, so it, it just drains me, I guess. Like I've been on the apps and when I was on the apps, I think I literally had more casting calls than I did dates. <laughs> I actually got reached out for another show before this too. <laughs> so, LA, it yeah. was just like, I don't know. I, I was on it just to, you know, kind of see more like curiosity thing. Yeah. But I wasn't really like going yeah. on that many dates. I would like begin conversations and they wouldn't really go anywhere. And I feel like that's really common. You know, people spend so much time on these apps and, you know, the return is not necessarily that great unless, you know, you're really like both people are on the same page and that's rare. That's rare on, on the apps, like to be at that, mm-hmm. that place in your life where you guys are looking for the same thing. And even just like, you know, being at the same place in terms of like communicating and wanting to meet up and, you know, with all the logistics and getting your schedules together that's tough like as a lawyer like i already find it tough with my timeline and my schedule let alone like with my emotional availability it's just so much that like the stars just kind of need to align Mm -hmm. and plus like once the show reached out to me i was like oh thank god like i can delete this app like like like, you know i was like oh sweet like i just put a pause on dating even when i just started interviewing i was like you know what I'm just going to like not date at all and just like see like where this goes with the show. Even if I don't get it, then I'll maybe I'll download the apps later on. But Mm -hmm. like, yeah, even during the whole like first interview, I already like decided I wasn't going to do anything on the apps anymore. I was committed to this process. I was going to really try to get on the show and then it worked out. Hey, it's like you're on Matchmaker, right? Reality TV shows. Matchmaker with people you already know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, what's funny though is I do remember you feeling overwhelmed on the show Mm -hmm. and being at the point of... I can't let a multiple connections develop. And I, I really do appreciate that you are such like a one woman type of guy. I think that is rare in today's world. And it's really refreshing. I guess like you had a lot of people come in and you and I, I remember us commenting that you almost had like the best matches, I feel like of people yeah. that it seemed like they were the most promising in terms of a connection. How yes. did you decide that you were going to double down and focus your attention on Eureka when you had some other options? too oh my gosh yeah like from the get-go even just i remember when, when manush came first and then Yuriki came second just be deciding between them two at that point was so difficult i had so many scenes mm. that didn't even make it on the show where i was just like weighing out the pros and cons i was like oh my gosh like mm. manush checks off all these boxes and like she might check off more boxes than eureka but then like i was able to eureka just like it has that hometown feel like i feel so comfortable mm. around her like it just felt so easy and i feel like you can see it even on my dates and on screen like just like the connection that we had it Definitely. was just fireworks it was fireworks and you know i it may be like i was talking to your kid about it too i was like maybe it's because our like date like the setting of it really facilitated us getting close whatever it was like that moment on the first date when you see us like slow dancing and like kissing mm-hmm. that will like always be a memory that i'm really fond of like that i i think back to that like all the time and like it really <laughs> brings back feelings because it was just so emotional I was like, oh my gosh, like this is this is like the most surreal and perfect moment. I can't believe I'm living in this right now. And I just I felt that connection and never really left. The producers really did a great job with your matches. You had someone from every stage of your life. <laughs> Manoush was from yeah. college. Let's just recap for a sec. Manoush from college. You've got Eureka from high school and then someone from law school. What was her name? Remind me again. Andrea. Andrea. And then you had someone from your present who you had yeah. recently met. And what was her name? She was really Isn't Isabel. Okay, thank you. Thank you for (laughs) reminding me. And at the start of the show, they even give the stat that past the age of 25, your chances of reconnecting with someone from your past are higher. What are your thoughts on that? What 
what you know, like obviously you were really drawn to this idea. So what are your thoughts on that kind of stat? I think the stat was by the age of your 25, you've already met your soulmate is or something oh, like that. Like that's mm. that's the stat. And I don't know. They've been they were telling me that I was like, you know, like what is it? 98% <laughs> of stats are like like made up or something, or like oh, not totally. I, I don't really know like such how, a lawyer. How they can, I don't know how they conduct this study, you know? Because like, I don't I don't want, they, I want the I don't facts. want people that are I don't want people over twenty five to be like, oh, you know, I'm fucking doomed. Like Yeah, right, right, right. I, I don't know. Like I, I do believe that there's a lot of people it, it depends on I, one of the things I think is it depends on where you live. Like I feel like that stat is like maybe really true if you're like, say in like the Midwest. You see a lot of people po- like popping out babies when they're like twenty one, you know, and still yeah. like, you know, kind of following the heritage of like our parents generation but then now we got you know the city boys and city girls and they're just like we want to be single until we're like 35 you know what i mean it's just like because you're meeting all these people all the time different people and like the lifestyle is different so i think it really depends on where you're at i don't know if there's like um you know like one age that's like a kind of cut off but i do think a lot of people do find love from people from their past and like a lot of people reconnect whether it's like oh you run into them you know at a high school reunion or it's like oh like you know like you meet at a party and you haven't seen them for a long time. I think a lot of people um, do actually form relationships with people from their past that they might not have thought of. And yeah, so that's why I thought this premise was great because it's very relatable. I think a lot of people can relate to this. A lot of couples probably now that are together might be from, you know, high school or college or, or whatever. And maybe they weren't dating back then, but they just reconnected, you know, somehow. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I'm I'm also a little skeptical on the stat, but I do see it's probably like, how do you define soulmate too, right? Of course, there could have been someone that would work for you. And I'm thinking about high school. I don't know where 90% of those people are now. And I'm a totally different person. Maybe one person that I just like wasn't in that mindset back then would be great now. So I do love this. Who was there? And how can you just, you know, almost have a second chance with them? Like when you met Eureka the second time, I know you didn't know her super well in high school, but did it feel like you were kind of just reconnecting with someone you already knew? Or did it feel like you were kind of meeting for the first time? That's an interesting question. If it did feel more like I was reconnecting with somebody that I already knew, mm-hmm. I think because we were in this environment where like it was so like foreign to all of us, it felt like we were in a completely different universe. Like we were cut <laughs> off from the outside world. We had no cell phone, no internet. We were meeting yeah. all these people for the first time, the producers, the castmates. And it's like, we were each other's like one connection of familiarity, yeah. right? Like, cause we didn't know anybody else. So it's like, when we were together, it just felt like, oh, like, you know, at least we have each other type of thing. And so, mm-hmm. And there, it, it did feel like there was more of a familiarity, and and I feel like the environment really set that up for us. Yeah, so I, I would say more so the former. But in terms of like the conversation, right? It's like I didn't even know what she did for work, right? I didn't know like <laughs> right. like did, like where was she even really living? Like I didn't know those <laughs> basic things. So in terms of the conversation, right? It did feel like I was just learning a lot for the first time. But then you guys also see me like I ask a lot of like big questions, like heavier mm-hmm. questions, I guess that tip people don't typically ask on like a first date. And I think Yuri even calls me out. She's like, because I asked like, oh, do you, you know, do you want kids? And she's like, is that a normal question on a first date? Those type of questions, I think <laughs> normally in the outside world, I wouldn't ask on a first date. But given this environment, right, like I'm not even sure if I'm going to have a second date with her because I don't know what the producers yeah. have lined up. So I'm like, this might be the only time I see her and I have to make a decision. So I'm like, I need to ask like the real questions, right? Like if, if I'm here and yeah. I'm planning to like, you know, leave with someone in a serious relationship, I want to know that 
Because if, if they're just like, no, like I'm just like, I don't want to have family and that's like a deal breaker, then I'll be like, even though we have like a great connection, that's a deal breaker for me too, you know? I appreciated the questions you asked. I yeah. think people should be asking the harder questions because what the fuck are you doing if you're not, right? Like what? Just, yeah, we got why, time to waste. <laughs> you right? No. What are you, what are you trying to get at here? But I'm, did you ever think about if you saw Eureka on an app? Or even on the street, do you think things would have gone down the same way? Oh man, probably not. Probably not. I'm gonna be honest. Probably not. Just because I wasn't really in the mindset of giving that many people a chance on the app. We aren't even in the same city, so we wouldn't even have matched to begin with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, if she was down here for a little bit, and like I did see her on the app, I, I don't know. I probably. Oh, you know what? I just remembered. I did see her on the app. One no, time. I did. I think I saw. <laughs> and you her recognize on her? Yes, I remember this actually yeah so this is actually like around uh winter like early winter i think like at that point like me and my ex were like we were breaking up and then getting back together there was one period we had broken up and i remember like downloading hinge and i saw eureka oh my god that's so funny i can't believe i just remember that does she know you know i don't know we're gonna tell her (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna hear it now yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh we're gonna get to the bottom of that that's good that's wild though but you did recognize her like when you saw her because i'm thinking back to people in high school and i'm not even sure if i'd recognize them now right because it's like you get their first yeah. name on a dating app and they probably look totally different it, d- it did come back to you though it did i'm actually kind of like a, a superhuman in that aspect because i realized <laughs> i'm a super recognizer i, I studied mm. this during the pandemic i don't know if you knew this but there's a small percentage of people who are super recognizers that can recognize like facial like features and like like people from their past and mm. like you take this whole test online and then like if you like test like well enough like you could work for like homeland security or something yeah. like that to oh, identify people yeah. and I, I qualify for that so you're you yeah, qualified I've really good. <laughs> it's yeah, like I homeland qualified. security and the one that got away those are the two yeah. jobs you <laughs> good to know you have another option as a day job exactly. <laughs> so very good to know uh fabulous well uh can't wait to get eureka back on and get both of your yeah. updates on what's been happening i did watch your instagram live but i didn't watch the whole thing because i didn't want to be i didn't want to be tainted by what was said (laughs) (laughs) fair fair all right we've got eureka joining us now thanks so much for hopping on who is eureka she's 30 years old lives in new york born in sf grew up in la and she is dating someone but haven't defined the relationship this is getting very mysterious they both put the same thing we gotta get to the bottom of this i'm so curious but first we have some unfinished business did you know vince just told us that he saw you on hinge not Uh-oh, recently, okay. before the show. Did you see no him? Way. Did you see him on Hinge before? Before the show? No, I don't think oh. so. Did I? Wait, did I? Do we match? I don't remember <laughs> if I matched or not with you, but I remember seeing it. I remember swiping right. But, but I'm pretty sure I downloaded the app like really fast after that. So uh, was sure uh, how, ma- wait, how many years ago was this? Like This 15? was like before the show. Like, oh, right before like the that, show? Maybe like, not right before the show. Probably around like, I don't know, like August? Oh, I was in LA during my birthday right before the show started. Um, and I was single back then. So maybe I changed my location to LA to see what the 
population was like. But you didn't see Vince, though. I don't think I did. And um, <laughs> I, if I did, I feel like nothing would have popped because I don't really like the dating app. So I actually mm. despise dating through the dating app. Do you think you would have recognized Vince on the dating app? Probably, but I, I don't usually talk to people on the dating app. Like, I would just probably, like, what I used to do is, like, I would match with people, but never talk to people. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so you're one of those. <laughs> Got it. <Yeah. laughs> uh, well, we want to know how did the producers find you for the show? So, um, someone reached out to me actually on Facebook Messenger, and it went to my spam box. And like, just you know, I was just like, oh, like I didn't even know there's like a separate spam box inbox on Facebook Messenger. So when I went there, like someone was like giving me a whole spiel about, oh, like they're doing a show and there's someone like from your high school acquaintance that wants you to be on. And I had no clue what it was. And I ignored it for like maybe like a month. And then I was like, oh, like, what is this about? Because I got curious. <laughs> and then um, she like got on the phone. We we're talking. And I was like, I don't really believe you unless you show me a contract. Because <laughs> I, mm. I do a lot of like contract reading for work, too. So then she sent me the contract and I saw that it was like actually like a legitimate kind of TV show. So so um, that's how I went on. And I don't really remember the interview process or anything. I just felt like it was just like a conversation. And then they just sent me a flight ticket. <laughs> wow. did, but they told you it was Vince, right? Um, They did say it was Vince, but I didn't know which Vince it was. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so you didn't even know until you like saw him in person. Yeah. Who it was. Honestly, even wow. like when they picked me up on at the airport, like they picked me up in like a van. It was super sketchy. So I was like sharing my location <laughs> with my friend and I didn't really believe it until I actually like got on like the like got like the sound studio and like everything. And <laughs> yeah, so I was very skeptical. <laughs> I feel like that happened with someone else on the show, too, is that when their person came out, they were like, who are you? I have no idea. But you did recognize him when you finally saw him. Oh, I did recognize him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> But you didn't know till you stepped out of the portal. Yeah, because uh, then and then I recognized him. And, well, I knew his name because they told me the name, but I didn't really oh, know. Shit. <laughs> I love it. So you're just like, I'm gonna just go on a ride here and see who this mystery person is from yeah. my past. Because I didn't even like reach out to anyone um, before the show. Because I know Vince, like you told me that a couple people reached out, right, to see if it was like real yeah. or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you never reached out, but you. Had had to know it was me because you knew like we we went to prom in the same limo right so you knew it was like me like not another vince that's true i don't know like i they just told me it was vince though so i didn't really know i was like maybe guessing oh, oh wow okay uh, so they did it i thought they would reach out to you and say there's there's vince no they actually initially didn't want to even tell me who it was wow. and they're like oh it's really oh. secret but like there's this guy named Vince I'm like okay <laughs> so what made you decide to do it yeah. what, what intrigued you about this whole concept in the first place so I'm actually usually not single <laughs> and at that time when they reached out to me I was single and I just thought you know like the timing kind of works out and I was just curious so I just went on <laughs> oh interesting and then when you started stepped out of the portal and then you saw Vince and because I remember that first meet you had a lot of things to say to him so that was all on the fly that these feelings sort of came out um man okay <laughs> 
I don't know how much I can say, how much I can't say. Okay, how many shots do they give you? No, 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 no. no. I, I did not drink any alcohol. How edited are we talking? Yeah. So I was obviously really nervous because I didn't really know what to say. And like, that, this is like my first time ever being on like, you know, TV and whatnot. And the producers were actually telling me, oh, you should tell him that he's like handsome, that he should like, you know, you should say all these things before even like really meeting him in person. But like internally, I was like just really trying to see if he do have a connection connection if mm. I don't even I didn't even know what Vince looked like to be honest because uh, we haven't seen each other I guess like in a long time yeah I just literally didn't really have any expectation going in and just trying to see if there was anything right when you first meet someone <laughs> and that was it <laughs> so we understand that you and Vince knew each other in high school but not super well did it feel like you were connecting with someone from your past or did it feel like you were meeting someone brand new I think it was half and half so like initially I did didn't know him at all but after the first date it did seem like I've known him for a really long time even though I don't really know him that well and that might be because like we grew up in the same community um we have similar like upbringing and he made me feel really safe and comfortable how did it feel to have the other women who were also there for Vince (laughs) in the house Uh, so I'm usually not that competitive a person and especially I have such a good like girls code so if any of my friends were to go for like the same guy I would immediately be like no you can have him like I don't really want to <laughs> compete or anything so it was definitely weird living with someone who was dating the same uh, person and especially like couple scenes like made me really uncomfortable so when they were shooting the hot air balloon ride when I mm. came back to the house they told me that Isabel saw I had no clue that happened. So I actually sat her down after I came back from the date and told her if it was in a real life situation, I would have never like let her see that scene. And I just felt really bad for her in that situation too. Cause I just know like what it feels like to be in that situation too. And it just sucks. Right. So yeah, very uncomfortable and not usually what I would <laughs> go through. <laughs> so maybe this is a question for both of you, but how do you think you both have changed from when you were in high school? to now clearly a lot of years have gone by like how do you think you've changed and then the other person has changed maybe Vince will start with you I mean first foremost I guess physically I've changed a lot like if you saw like my photo like I think they showed the one where I had like the bowl cut type of Mm -hmm, look mm -hmm. too oh my gosh yeah so I I figured out a hairstyle that started working for me like after college (laughs) so that was good Uh, I started working out more so just physically I changed the time I think mentally like I just you know, having two long-term relationships that, you know, kind of under my belt, I just learned a lot about what I wanted in a partner, you know, and, and, and I think at this age now, I feel like I'm emotionally mature enough to, I guess, settle down and like, like want to like, you know, take that next step and try to start a family soon. Cause now I'm in my thirties, like I don't really have too much time to waste. And given my track record, I'm, I'm probably going to date somebody for a few years. And if I do get married, I'm going to be probably in my mid thirties. And that's kind of the timeline, you know, my parents are getting old, like I want them to be able to play with my grandkids and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I don't really have too much time to waste. So I think just kind of like the urgency of it all and like the most emotional maturity, physical maturity, of course, that kind of all takes place, I don't know, over the, the time from high school to now, I feel like, yeah, I've just changed so much. And I don't know, I guess now I just feel ready. I just, something just clicked for me. It, and it's funny because even in my past relationships, you know, like they expected marriage, they expected me to propose and take that next step. And I just couldn't really get there. But then something just switched for me. And I'm like, 
whole nother person now that I feel like I don't even recognize like from two years ago. So I feel like we're always changing and, you know, like the growth spurts kind of happen, like, you know, when you kind of least expect it sometimes. What was the switch? You know, in my last relationship, like there was something that happened uh, for me and the way it ended, it was pretty rocky, but it, it ended basically because I couldn't commit. I couldn't commit to, to wanting to marry her. And that was like the biggest problem. And I felt like because I've always been in these long-term relationships, I never there was nothing that ever really like made me feel like, oh, why does it need to change? Like, I'm so comfortable with what we're at, you know, this boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. Like, why does it necessarily need to change? And like, you know, I don't know. Like, like there's just nothing that really sparked me to like be like, oh, I now I, I want to like, you know, propose and like get, in, get engaged. Like, there's just no, nothing that made me feel that way. And then, I don't know, now I think I'm just like kind of in a different headspace. Like, probably because I really looked into myself and be like, why am I so afraid to commit? Like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I like so afraid to like, you know, just settle down and like, and there's always that thought in the back of my mind like oh maybe there's something better maybe there's something you know like there's someone that i'm supposed to meet that's gonna make me feel like i want to get down on one knee you know and and I, I i kept on thinking that and so and i realized that that was a mistake like it wasn't ever that i was gonna meet someone that was gonna make me feel like they were like i needed to get there first and that was kind of like uh i guess a switch for me when i started thinking differently and my perspective changed that i was like all right like no more messing around vince like let's really the next one like let's really try to get this one right <laughs> Love it. And we'll get into getting down on one knee in a bit. But (laughs) with uh, Eureka, like, I know you didn't know her super well in high school. But like, what was the difference that you noticed, like first impressions, even of how she was from high school to now? Well, I remember in Eureka was always like, she was really cute, super cute girl. She was like the popular girl, but she was like two years younger than me. But I always see her like she was running for like student body stuff. And like she had all these friends and she was really cute. And I was like, but I was in a relationship, you know, during most of the time in high school. So I couldn't really, you know, pursue anything. Um, Yeah, I just like I told you guys earlier, like I I saw her like a couple like high school dances and stuff. And I remember like talking to my my buddies like, oh, you know, you should go dance with her. Like she's really cute. (laughs) Like she was always one of those like cute girls that you're like, oh, you wanted to like, you know, like be with on the dance floor. Like you wanted to kind of talk to her. But I was too much of a was so like (laughs) his friend asked me to dance (laughs) not you for him or um well well the whole prom story was that um his friend asked me right and i think initially i met him through like a dance or something or like key club i forget so i guess eureka what was your opinion like what from high school to current day events how did that change at all well i didn't really really know him in high school the only interaction i remember was probably in the limo ride to prom right so we never really had a conversation but from the like the outside perspective like i just i would like pass by him on the hallway like i definitely like you know knew who he was but i never spoke to him i thought he was like pretty attractive i know like people are like saying like oh he had like a bull cut and stuff but back then (laughs) like Justin Bieber haircut was like in you know (laughs) so I think it was pretty cute um but yeah like never really spoke to him but I think from other people I heard he was really funny but then on the show I was like a little bit surprised because he I think he was a little bit more serious Mm -hmm. and then in real life actually after the show um when we like got to know each other I actually think he's like really funny 
So <laughs> kind of changed like throughout the stages of how we gotten to know each other. And how have you changed? Yeah. So in high school, obviously, um, well, my parents are living in the States. And right now my parents live in Japan. So all my family and relatives um, live in Japan right now. So I feel like my mom was like a stay at home mom. She I was like really dependent on her. And um, we're really close as a family too. But I think I was not as independent as post, um, you know, high school, I would say. Because <laughs> like in college, like I think that's like when I got outside my bubble. Because, like, the community that we grew up in, Palos Verdes, is a really, like, a bubble. It's very, like, nice community. Like, you know, you don't really experience a lot of the vast stuff outside of the world, I think. So, in a way, I think uh, post-high school, I think I became, like, a very strong, independent person. And I didn't really depend on, like, make having my parents make my decision for me, right? So, I was able to be a little bit more decisive about um, what I wanted to do in the future. And my career and everything, I think I was able to. Uh, guide that through on my own because I didn't really have my parents um, guidance for that so Mm. what are you looking for are you looking for a relationship marriage where are you right now now? Mm -hmm. yeah um well I always thought I would get like you know married before 30 (laughs) but now that I turned 30 um I feel like you know if I find the right person obviously I want um you know like I want to settle down and be married to. But at the same time, I think all these other important aspects of my life, like career-wise too, I need to also be able to get there too. So I think of it as if I find the right partner, not like a relationship, but someone that we can both grow together and um, really make each other better. I think I'm ready to, I want to settle down. <laughs> Let's hold that thought for a few messages. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC THC is not your thing. Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, you is going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the show ended with you two being engaged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we are today. Of mm-hmm. We're seeing someone, but we haven't defined it. What happened? Catch us up. Where are we current day with each other? I'll let Eureka answer that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um... So right after the show, um, as you guys know, like we split up and, you know, the show was filmed almost a year ago, like last summer. And we did not speak for a good year, I would say, (laughs) for like 10 months, I would say. And when the show came out, for me, you know, all the feelings that we used to have during the show definitely came back. And Mm. I've always wanted to kind of talk to him because I don't think we ended on like a good note. (laughs) Why? What happened? Uh, (laughs) You know, dating in real life versus dating on TV is very different. And at the end of the day, I feel like I just didn't know how he fit into my life back in like, you know, in reality. And I also didn't feel like I actually 100% knew him as well, too. So because we were already starting in like um, a long distance relationship post show without the foundation, it was really hard to really get there, I think. So was the engagement just like a reality TV publicity stunt? Or was it legit? it, It was legit. At that time, Everything felt right. Like I would say, I was there. I hope you were there too. Because, um, um, nothing was forced. Uh, may- maybe a little bit of pressure from some producers, but I think both of us talked about it and it felt right at that moment. But then I think when I came back to reality, like saw all my friends and whatnot, mm. I just like, it, it just didn't seem real. <laughs> or like, it was just mm. hard to adjust, I think. Um, without also, like I was thinking like, what was I thinking back then? <laughs> because... Mm. Yeah, I just I just didn't really know how to navigate that. And it was definitely like such an abnormal relationship. No one can relate to that, right? So it was really yeah. We've always wondered how do feelings develop on reality TV because it's such a bubble that you live in yeah. and you really don't get the the irony of reality <laughs> TV is that it's not real. You're not in the right. real environment. So watching you two evolve, the feelings did feel authentic, at least from my perspective. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Were, was there true feelings of love that really developed throughout the throughout the series? 
Yeah, 100%. Um, like I told you, like in the beginning, when I saw him at the portal, I was still trying to figure out if he even have a connection or not, right? <laughs> but then, I don't know, like after the first date, it just seemed that I've known him for a long time. And I think like my feelings definitely developed um, throughout the whole like um, filming process as well, too. They didn't show a lot of it. Because, um, like, you know, they only show parts of it. But I just remember... Like during the pool party, actually, I know they didn't show how this was <laughs> comforting me, but he actually pulled me to the side. Um, and we actually had like a talk, like a really long talk, actually back in his room. And I was about to leave because I'm not really here for the drama. I don't really, I didn't really know what I got myself into. And I was thinking like, if this is how it was going to be, I was literally about to leave. But I think, you know, getting to know him off camera like I just felt like he was really sincere and kind and he just made me feel really safe and I just thought it was worth exploring and it definitely turned into love at the end of the show so <laughs> got it and then clearly sparks kind of reignited when you watch the show and remember the connection Vince tell us about that like how did you and Eureka connect once the show aired 10 months you broke it up <laughs> oh boy so yeah i knew she was in la uh around the time when the show came out and then we, we had literally really no contact with each other i still remember because we didn't leave off on the best note but like watching the show back it's like we had all these emotions and then i still remember she liked on instagram she liked <laughs> like one of my posts Aww. and i was with my friends like i was like oh my god dude eureka just liked my post i was like dude that, <laughs> I had that like that was like the first point of contact i was like wow like what's going on and then she started like i think i posted like a, a q a on instagram story and she like responded to one of answered one of the questions and i was like oh dang like okay like <laughs> so we're talking a little bit now and then but the way it left off i was i kind of was like i'm not gonna really make the first move i did i felt like like if anything i thought she was gonna reach out to me and so i was just like i'm just gonna wait i'm just gonna see you know if nothing happens and if so be it but then amazon reached out to me and they're like vince we we're gonna make an announcement in terms of the relationship status between you and eureka mm. and then at that point they wanted to be like okay so we know you know you guys aren't really together because like they were they they were up to date that we had broken up so they're like well you know you guys aren't really up together you know really aren't together you know how do you feel about that blah blah, blah. and then i was like okay i can't do this interview right now because i haven't talked to eureka at all and like whatever i'm gonna to say mm. in this interview is gonna affect her life too and i was like just out of respect i'm gonna call her and just like touch base with her because i i just want her to like know that one i'm getting this interview and it's gonna be about us and two like i just want to make sure we're on the same page so that nothing is like she's not blindsided by anything and that right. you know we can we, when we start talking to the press and people you know in public about it that we are like kind of you know on the same page so i remember hanging up that phone interview and then texting eureka be like hey you know I got this like interview thing about us. Can I give you a call? And then that same day, I called her after work. And I think we talked for, I don't remember how many hours, but it's funny because it was like on her birthday too. And I had no idea it was her birthday <laughs> so that day. I thought he had texted me because I thought it was my birthday and he wanted to wish me a happy birthday as well as like, you know, catch up too. But yeah, he totally forgot it was my birthday. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I was in France during that time having like a girl's trip. And but at the same time, I did want to reach out to him. So when I was in LA, I debated for a really long time if I should reach out to him. But I just got kind of scared and I just never did. And then right after LA, I flew to France for like my birthday. 
And yeah, and I was surprised that he reached out to me on that date, but I'm glad he did. <laughs> so how does this bring us to present day? Yeah. <laughs> from my perspective so we we had a really good phone call like that was like honestly really heart-wrenching and we just got a lot off our chest but you know there's just there's so much that happened that we needed to kind of unravel but the way we left off that conversation was let's see where this goes you know there's still obviously still still feelings like we both felt it on the phone call i don't know like we, we just had a lot of long phone calls and some of them were like really like fun phone calls that we're just like you know so happy to finally talk again and like how's your day like how's how's your friends how's you know everything going on like reconnecting and it just felt so good and a lot of it was also rehashing some of the heavy things from the past that we needed to talk about that you know really affected our relationship and you know maybe uncomfortable things that we didn't want to talk about but you know we did and like there was nights where I'm literally parked right outside the gym just in tears like talking to her and I'm just like okay I'm not going to the gym today like there's just those nights that we just had so many of these real authentic phone calls and we wanted it to be real like we didn't want it we didn't want to just be together because of like the pressure of the show or anything because I feel like the pressure of the show is what caused a lot of problems to begin with mm -hmm. but this time around it just it felt different it felt like okay like there doesn't really feel like there's much pressure anymore like the show's been out we're just like normal people like able to like reconnect and like rediscover these feelings and some of the the tension that had caused us you know stress before has already had already dissipated and we were able to have more of an honest and open conversation about things. And so we kind of cleared the air a lot. Of course, even to this day, I think there is a lot of things we still need to continue to talk about. Whether we need to talk about the same thing a million times or whether, you know, we need to come up with different, you know, solutions or, you know, like ways that we're going to go about seeing each other logistically and stuff. Because like what we're doing right now is like twofold, right? We're trying to build a relationship, a new relationship and form this foundation that we have. But at the same time, we're trying to, you know, like grow from what happened before right and we're trying to move past those things but you know like like be complete with what happened i feel like it's kind of a balance between that which is why we kind of have these conversations sometimes it's like it's so much fun talking to her and sometimes it's just like oh my gosh like we're both crying like what's going on oh, literally we had wow. a phone call like the other night where she was she called i think we, we talked until like it was like daylight for her and it was like <laughs> 3 30 in the morning and wow. we, it was like mostly just supposed to be like, yeah 7 a.m for her. it was just supposed to be more of like a good night call type of thing you know make sure she got home safe and it just ended up being one of those conversations wow. where we just kept on pouring it out and it's just you know once it happens we just you know we wanted to just keep talking and i think we're both on that mm -hmm. same page where we do you know we do want to hear everything and and put it all out because you know there's just a lot there's a lot in here we're both water signs you know it's like we have a lot of feelings <laughs> that <laughs> I love it. So I guess, you know, I mean, clearly, you're both are just figuring it out. That's kind of where we are current day. What did you learn? Maybe Eureka, you can go first. And then Vince, what did you learn from being on the show, the one that got away and reconnecting with someone from your past? I feel like it made me feel like, you know, I feel like a lot of the times we're so consumed with technology or like we're not really having, we're not really living in the present moment. So that show really made me focus on just solely finding the one or like finding love, whether it be, you know, relationship or it could be like friendships too, right? And you, when you're really immersed in that situation and environment, like anything is possible. So, you know, it took me like years to actually like feel this type of connection, I would say. And for me to find that in such a short time frame, I feel like it made me like really learn that like you, Eureka, you just have to sometimes put away all your work, <laughs> your phone. Um, 
and like really prioritize something like love or, you know, just really live in the present moment. Love yeah. that. That's honestly, that's kind of like the main takeaway for me too. Like, to be honest, like I didn't really realize how fast and how hard I would fall. Like I always knew that like, you know, when I do open up, I can tend to connect with people a lot faster. But on this show, yeah, given the environment, I don't know. I think there's I, I think there's a lot of credit that goes to the people who showed up for me too. I think because I did mm-hmm. have such, you know, great women that showed up, like it really brought out a lot of me. And like it, it really like allowed me to express myself and really like figure out my feelings, you know, because there was like there's definitely attraction to, you know, different type of attraction to each girl that showed up for me. But it was like figuring out like what really, really matters to me, right? Like even though both of these women are great, like there's one that stands out. And it's like, why? Why is that the case? Mm. Right? And I was kind of telling you earlier, like, yeah, like for Manoush, like when I met her, I was like, you play volleyball, like you go to the same gym, like you love to work out, like you also in like a nine year relationship, like you have all these like similarities. And it's like, okay, like that makes sense. Like we can connect. But then with Eureka, it was just like, it's so hard for me to even describe to you. It was just, she felt the emotions. It just felt so right. Like when you dream of like the sparks that you want to have for somebody that you just like, you know, you can't really describe, but you just know that when you kiss them or that when you first looked at them, even that their scent makes you feel a certain way, like it just it's just that feeling of so captivating it's just special and that's what we all i feel like look for in our in our lives that's like where do we find that and it's like you don't really look for it and when that moment happens it's undeniable and so when that happened for me with eureka it just like i couldn't explain it i was like remember i had an on-camera conversation with nigel i was like look like yeah my news checks all these boxes but man but eureka man like she just makes me feel this way that <laughs> i don't even know how to say in words yeah. and that to me that's it. And that's that's why like for me it's like when you're on like the dating apps, right? You're looking for all these things to check all the boxes, but you're hoping that the spark is there. And mm-hmm. you know, you don't really like that's that's the, ultimately what you're looking for. You can't find the spark through, you know, like common interests and things like that. Like that spark just naturally happens when you're with that person in that moment. And when the stars align and you know, that perfect firework goes off, then you know, you're able to look back and it's so beautiful that we are able to relive that. We can watch yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like and I feel like that's such a special thing. Like during filming, one of the things I was most excited for was like, man, I can't wait to rewatch this with her. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was like one of the things Aww. I was thinking because I was like, man, that was so beautiful. It's so romantic. We felt the spark too. I, I was, I had a crush on Eureka after the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, something about her. <laughs> so, something very special about her. I do you want to touch on though, just being Asian American, you, you could probably add more to this too, but we talked about this a little up top of what this means, you know, being in the media, being Asian American, like what do you think was kind of the, maybe the most rewarding part of representing on a show like this? Yeah, representing for the Asians was like a big, big thing for me because I still remember when I first got casted, I was like, I was wondering if I was going to be like the token Asian guy, like (laughs) just for like diversity purposes. I had no idea what role I was going to be placed in. I thought like, oh, there's going to be a bunch of like super handsome doctors that like, I don't know, just like I just kind of needed to meet like their diversity quota. (laughs) I was like, maybe that's (laughs) me. But once I showed up and then I realized like, wait, I'm like, like the main romantic lead. Like I was just so surprised and I was I've always thought like 
there needs to be like an Asian bachelor or like there needs to be more Asians in reality tea because we're starting to see that now, right? In 2021, 2022, we've had like crazy rich Asians with Henry Golding. We've had like Shang-Chi with Simu Liu. We're starting to see more Asians in media. And I've always thought like, well, what about reality TV? Because, you know, we can see this on screen, but if it's not like, if it doesn't really hit home to people that, that to see that, no, it's realistic for Asian men to be desirable. You know, like, like I always thought someone needed to play that role. I never thought it was going to be me. But looking <laughs> at it now, I'm like, I'm really glad that I'm able to do that because I feel like my life does represent, you know, pretty well for Asian Americans. Like, you know, I, I'm relatively like, I mean, you see the girls that came from me. I literally, each person was from a different cultural ethnic background, right? I think Manoush was like Persian, um, Eureka's Asian, and we have Isabel. You had the UN after you. I had the UN, right. <laughs> yeah. I had the whole thing. So it's like, for me, it's like my life has always been really diverse because I'm growing up here. And I feel like a lot of people aren't used to seeing an Asian man date different types of women, let alone, you know, like like dating on relationship show, uh, you know, to begin with. Like, I feel like people in the Midwest probably don't even see Asians all that often. So I think it's really cool to finally being able to showcase that and seeing, you know, now me and Eureka, like having this like on-screen romance together, like being able to see what kind of like what Asian love looks like, you know, mm-hmm. and how we express our emotions to each other. And I think that's so special. And, and hopefully that continues on that we start seeing more and more Asians, you know, applying. I, and I just feel like people aren't really applying people that are Asian aren't really applying which is why they had to reach out and find me mm-hmm. we're so not used to seeing Asians on screen so we're not applying we don't think it's possible and hopefully now when more people seeing us on screen they're like wait maybe I can do it too and then they yes. start applying and then it just becomes you know hopefully we look back 10 years from now and we'll be like yeah 2021 2022 that was like the year the, the time timeline that it, things changed and now yes. it's like very common for us to see Asians in leading roles in romantic leading roles yes. I really hope so just to add to that, um, well, personally, like I have a lot of girlfriends uh, who watches reality TV shows. I love watching Bachelor and like Love is Blind and everything. But what it lacks is like diversity, I would say. And especially like, you know, we don't really see that many Asian people, like let alone like Lee's or even like people who make it till like the end, right? So for me, like it was also like kind of neat to be in that setting and have other, like a lot of my friends watch the show too. And um, they're able to say, yeah, like I was able to relate to you or like have other like, you know, people from like the same background kind of say like, yeah, like I was able to like see these type of dating. That's like, you know, like, cause I would say I'm, I was raised very traditional, like very Japanese. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm very non-confrontational and we don't really express love in a, like in a very expressive way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I hope that, you know, they took that as like, you know, even though like it's really uncomfortable for me to do, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to put myself in like some situation that was uncomfortable for me. But then I hope other people can see that and, you know, that they can see that, you know, they can do it too. (laughs) If I can do it, a lot of other people can. So love that. Well, thank you both. This has been such an incredible conversation. And, you know, there's so many takeaways that we both had from this. I think my biggest one was date like you're on reality TV, but don't have a relationship like you're on reality TV. (laughs) And I think the reason why is I love this, you know, seize the moment maybe I only get one date with this person. And the reality is that's what happens in dating app culture too. You might only get one date. So ask the big questions, mm-hmm. be present, like take it all in. And I think we talked about it of being in the the mindset. Like if you're just mindlessly going on dates, swiping, 
it almost like don't even do it in the first place. Like if we're going to double down and use any dating apps or methods to meet people in the world, like if we go in with intentionality and wanting to be there, wanting to be open, that sets us up so much better. But then the maybe don't have the relationship like a reality TV is that we still need to let things progress and not feel rushed to make decisions and really get to know each other. But I do love there is this feeling of home that we're all seeking. That's ultimately what we're looking for in dating. And with the one that got away, essentially, you're creating that. It's definitely inspiring for people that to know that they could go and look at these people that might have been in their past, and we don't always have to rely on meeting new people. I also think we can apply that to meeting new people too. Of course, it's harder to find people on apps like that. But I think Vince, like you had this comment of, you know, we're not going in with that mentality. But like, what if we went into the mentality instead of seeing all of the things that we connect on that are superficial, all the interests and all that? And how do we start to kind of make each other feel like we've always known one another, that feeling of home of whether it's connecting on values or just the type of background or childhood you had. I think those are the things that gives the familiarity that really helps really connect at the end of the day. And it's it's not the things that we think is the connection points. What I think what is so great about this conversation, and I think about the show is that it, yes, a reality TV show kind of pushes you beyond your timeline. So pushes you to define the relationship, pushes you mm-hmm. to get engaged, pushes you to have these labels. And while I don't love things being rushed, it is kind of nice to say, okay, I'm pushing you to define what you are. And then what's really realistic is that you two going back and saying, we will work towards that. We're working on it. We're working towards that. If we get there, we get there. If we don't, we don't. Like in modern dating, we see people so hesitant to go take that next step, right, of commitment because they're like, oh, I don't know. I got to maybe there's someone else better out there or maybe I should play the field a little bit more. Maybe they don't check all the boxes. But it's almost nice when you're like thrown into it and say, hey, (laughs) this is you two are together. You've defined it. Let's see how you can make it work. I I truly believe in microwave relationships. We call them that. It gets like hot, you know, and then maybe once out, it it cools down a little fast, but they teach you so much. And it sounds like your relationship is going through multiple phases of microwave relationships. And ultimately, we'll see where it ends. But you're you're also growing with the process. Uh, my other big takeaway is I think the show is the name of the show is very misleading. It's not the one that got away, right? Because that you were not right for each other back then. It's the one that you that wasn't right. <laughs> and <laughs> and the way we can look at our past is not like, oh, the gold standard or like, I wish that person I had dated that person. I think we should always be looking forward. It's like, how do I have a new relationship with someone from my past? So I'm going to bring it back to me because I'm really... Uh, excited to say this is my boyfriend and I are from our past. We've known each other for 10 years and we didn't start dating till four years ago and today's our four year anniversary. So I truly believe that people from your past under the right context can be your potential soulmate or the Mr. Right Now, which is what I truly believe is like, you never know, you know, with people from your past. And I do believe in the magic of tapping into that. Congratulations. Thank you. I know. My my boyfriend's like, tell them that it's our four year today. I'm like, I will. He loves the show too. He also got into the show. Yeah, he did. He's he's obsessed. (laughs) So did my partner as well. 
Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you. This has been such a great conversation. We look forward to hearing how things, you know, progress with you both. But it sounds like overall, you both have learned so much from this experience and are just so much more equipped to be in this relationship now. So we're so happy to hear all that. Thank you so thank much you. for having for, us. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, doing the first podcast for us together. So many firsts on this show and for our listeners, if you want to give us a first as well, that is giving us a rating and reviews and Apple Podcasts, your first comment, your first five stars means a lot to us. And we're going to wrap up this episode. We'll uh, add your social media handles in our show notes for people to follow you all. We're going to wrap up this episode. Stay Stay (laughs) The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag Stay Dateable and trust us, we look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.